trip, J trip, J trip. I'm so excited and I just can't hide it. Jesus Christ, CM Punk is in AE fucking W. What are we doing? It finally happened, man. It's, it's been a long time. Coming. <sighs> what they said, seven years? <sighs> seven years? Yeah. What? I mean, let me ask you something. Like, you already know I'm very excited about it. I know you're very excited about it. First thought that came to mind when the when it actually set in and cult of personality hit. First thought. First thought for me. Oh, that's a tough one. Cause like, you know, like a lot of people that were there, uh, and anybody who's into wrestling like we are, we kinda expected it. We knew we didn't know, but we thought and we felt and they hinted and there was rumors that he was coming, right? So we all expected. But man, to start off the show. And to know cult of personality, you just know immediately CM Punk is home. It was fantastic. It was insane, man. Uh, like I said, we were just kind of talking off air. I still have really old uh, CM Punk t-shirts. I have one of the originals that came out. I have um, the CM Punk ice cream bar shirt. I, I've been a fan of CM Punk for so long. I, I always talk about how I love the shield. I love Reigns. I love Rollins. Um, this and that. But like, I mean, for anybody that knows me, you you especially, I, I fucking love Edge so much. But CM Punk, man. CM Punk. My question for you, Trip, is do you love CM Punk more than you love Edge? Ah, I I can't answer that question. <laughs> Oh. No, 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 no. We're asking the hard, we're asking the hard questions here on Far From Home, and uh, you know, you gotta um, tell me which, which meat would you rather slap? Uh, damn it, that's really hard. I'm going CM Punk. Tell me why. Uh, because CM Punk has. Um, I always talk about so when Bray got released. I said, prime example, that at least in my opinion, for for the last 10 years, Bray had some of the best mic skills that anyone's ever seen. Like no matter what people threw at him, the the gimmicks he came up with, just whatever kind of popped up out the blue, Bray had some of the best mic skills that anyone has ever seen. Like n- no arguing, no debate. But CM Punk is on a whole different level. And that's saying a lot. I love Bray. A whole different level than even Bray Wyatt is what you're saying. That's high, high praise. High, high praise. Right. I mean, I I was reading a bunch of stuff when he was in uh, WWE that, um, do you remember when he was saying things, how the company would be better once like Vince McMahon was dead and he was just kind of calling. Brutal. He was just shooting on everybody. Shooting and shitting. Yeah, fucking just, everybody, man. Just um, shitting and shooting on everybody. Just <laughs> yeah, no goggles on, mouth wide open, just taking it. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it was just such a good time in wrestling. Somebody was finally speaking their mind, and and I was doing like a lot of research at that time, like because, um, a lot of people get more or less, um, mic freedom than others. Um, a lot of stuff that they say is scripted because of the writers and this and that, but like a lot of people, people like Bray and CM Punk has and had the freedom to do what they wanted to do throughout their time, just because they're really good at it. They're trusted really well to do their job. And like, from what I was reading back then, at least 
was the whole mic cutting off thing wasn't a part of the script really like they kept cutting it off because punk was kind of stepping on too many toes at the time which in my opinion is incredible makes for great tv makes for fantastic tv it really really did um I will say this, and uh, this is something else that we kind of talked about away, but I, I have to repeat it so everyone knows. It doesn't matter. So, like, I watched TakeOver. I watched some of the episode when uh, Punk came out. Um, SummerSlam, which, can I be the first to say, is weird as fuck that it, it was on a Saturday. Like, I, I just don't. Same. And, and, and you know what, since you brought it up, Trip, this was going to be a, a thing. Uh, we got to tell folks, we, we didn't do the prediction show and, and d- the good old dubba dubba is going to take the blame. Why did they move SummerSlam to Saturday? I'll never know. And I didn't know until it was too motherfucking late. So right. there it is. I mean, to, to give us the credit though, we tried to do it the week prior and like the card wasn't a hundred percent finished. So I'm not- absolutely. We were, we were roaring and ready to go, but they didn't have their ducks in order. So dubba dubba. Get your shit together. Right. I'm not going to try and like make up some type of match card or like figure out what could possibly happen. Like if the match card was not there and I can't give you the most accurate predictions, if we can't give you the most accurate predictions, then I mean, we just can't do it. So next month, uh, what is the next pay-per-view? Do you know? I'm not sure what the next uh, pay-per-view will be, but the next big one, I think, they're touting is the crown jewel they'll be making their way back to saudi arabia for whatever godforsaken reason they're doing that i'm not a politician i don't know the deal i just think it's retarded to go over there you know that that big mess they got in two years ago whatever it was when they were trying to come home and they had trouble with the security on the plane it's just a dangerous scenario over there i just wish they would stay out of there so i think that's the next big show but i think for us the next big one might be royal rumble is that right no, the, well, I mean, yeah, the next major one would be the Rumble, um, I think. But from here to there, they have just a bunch of like the bullshit ones. They have like the fast lanes and the battleground and hell in a cell and all yeah, of those, the ones. Those tied me over, hold me over month to month shows. You know, I like the big ones, the big slapping meat shows. <laughs> so. Aside from CM Punk, um, I don't want to go too far into it because if anybody's seen it, any, anybody watched it, uh, as the world knows now, I'm a huge CM Punk fan. He is by far in like my top three hands down. But it was an incredible time, and it was long, long. I speak for everyone who is even a little bit of a fan of old Phil himself. But like, it was long overdue. Like I said, I believe he said that, that it was seven years and the speech he gave on AEW Rampage was fantastic. So if you haven't seen it, pop open your YouTube, your Twitters, do anything that you got to do. It was fantastic. But to kind of like shift gears from there, um, I did not watch the whole NXT takeover. What was it? 36. But something that I'm very glad that I would like to touch base on, I was never and I will probably never be a carrying cross guy. And I'm very glad that Joe now has that belt. First time ever, um, three time NXT champion, Samoa Joe. Um, you you always kind of hit me with it. Let me ask you, what do you think about the situation? Tell me. Uh so are you you talking about the situation with Cross and Joe, I assume? Yeah. Man, I, I, I fall I fall right in line with you. 
They pushed this carrying cross guy to the moon and they didn't even fucking ask my opinion about it. They just said, here he is. This is the guy. We're just going to hand NXT right over to Mr. Carrying Cross. Who the fuck is Carrying right. Cross? Samoa Joe whooped that ass tonight. And you know what, Joe? I'm buying your shirt first thing in the morning, dog. Samoa Joe, let's go. That's what I'm saying, man. Like, I agree with you. I was never, I just, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not some million dollar fucking talent agent that works for WWE. So maybe they see something that I don't. Maybe they, there's a re- reason why they're in that position and I'm not, but I just, I can really, really tell for the most part, who's going to pop, who's not going to pop, who's a star, who's not the star, who's going to really never make it to like the main um, roster. Um, prime example, Adam Cole, I feel like is fantastic. The dude has it all. He's kind of on the smaller side, but he's fan-fucking-tastic. In my opinion, Karrion Cross just does not have the he 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 doesn't have like the the it look in my opinion. The, the, there's an it factor there that you cannot deny with Adam Cole, baby. Did you see that match tonight? Were you able to watch that one at least with the two out of three falls, Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly? Were you able to watch? I that? did not watch that. That's one that I am going to go back and watch. Uh, but you, I was reading about it. Did Adam Cole tap? Do yourself a favor and watch the match. I'm not going to pull an angel man here on the show live. <laughs> but do yourself a favor and check it out. And also, just to circle back a little bit on the CM Punk thing, I'm not sure if you saw this. They actually, CM Punk, Phil Brooks, sat down with Tony Khan in a post-show media scrum. They sat down right next to each other for 50 minutes and answered questions from, uh, you know, sports writers and wrestlers and, and and folks like that that cover the business. And it was great, man. He asked a lot of questions that you would be interested in. Like, uh, you know, how long are you here for punk? What's your goal punk? It's just a great interview. And you'll get a lot of, uh, of where his head is at, like as a man, not just as a performer. And it was really cool. And that's on YouTube too. Anybody can go check that out. Yeah. I, um, I actually seen the link to that and, uh, it was sort of, it was back during the Thunderdome. I watched uh, Renee Young's podcast. She also does not only, um, what am I, she not only does the podcast itself, but but she's one that, that also films it, kind of like we're doing now. People can't obviously see us, but we're talking to each other, like, video-wise. Um, I can and, see you. <laughs> and, um, and she was talking to Punk through, like, video chat, and he was saying, like, a bunch of stuff to where, uh, they was talking about his MMA, how he did it, why he did it. They was talking about how he would never say that he would not come back, but he never said that he would go back to WWE. Like he was just kind of giving a bunch of hints that he possibly could, but it was nothing solidified saying that I'm going to this company or that company. He just knew at the time that it was not the right thing to do because he said that he, um, if I remember correctly, he said kind of like he enjoyed the adrenaline from the crowd. And he said, now that we don't have that at the moment, he was like, now would obviously not be the right time to do it. So he more or less sort of shit on the Thunderdome, but I think we all kind of did. Like I would much rather that than the no fans thing because the no fans thing was just God awful. I remember a quick kind of like thing when McIntyre won the belt and he was all posing on like on like the top rope. He he had the belt for like WrestleMania before 
last, I think. And there was just no cheering because like, it was an empty area. It was awful. It was they was awkward. doing it, was it real yeah. awkward. Mm-hmm. They was doing it out of the performance center, and it was just it's so bad. It's so bad. Poor Drew. But yeah, you, um, you didn't, Drew didn't deserve that. We love you, Drew. Thank you. <laughs> right, but no. Um, I to kind of piggyback on what you said, I did see like as far as the video that you're talking about, I just didn't put the time in because that's like you said, 50 minutes, and then the oral sessions. Um interview with Renee Young is also about the same. It's about 15 minutes to an hour. But I do plan on watching it, so I'm pretty happy that you brought that up. I actually uh, I actually haven't seen the uh, sit-down with Renee uh, and, and Phil, so I'm going to look forward to seeing that maybe even tonight or tomorrow. I'll check that out. And, and you know what, Trip? I know we, we, we've just scratched the surface. What a huge weekend it has been for wrestling. To be a wrestling fan this weekend you're over the fucking moon, man. Cause it wasn't just CM Punk. Right. It wasn't just the first dance on, on, you know, in <laughs> Chicago, we right. had SummerSlam, man. We had takeover. And I think we should, we'd be remiss if we didn't go over at least the matches and what happened on SummerSlam and maybe in just kind of a quick fire uh, fashion. We'll, you know, talk about the, the, the finishes, uh, what we thought about it. Uh, we'll start trip. First match of the night, I think, was uh, the first big match of the night was uh, Sheamus versus Damian Priest. Did you see it? Um, I saw pieces of it. I would just, I, I, I can't full blown give you my opinion on the match because I don't feel like I watched enough of it. But I will say I am not a Damian Priest guy. I just can't get on like the piggyback of him. I'm also not a Miz guy. But I think for two reasons, I can't really, like, follow him. For one, he's been on this Miz feud for, like, since WrestleMania. And it's so goddamn stale that it's just, I'm so over it. And I don't know. He's just kind of okay. I mean, I I think you told me before that you was a fan and, like, you liked him. Um, I he He's all right. I've always been a Sheamus fan both with the bar and his like solo stuff and even his mohawk with like the stupid haircut and facial, like whatever he's done. I thought that he was a powerhouse and like a, a, a top tier guy. Um, but just to lose to Damian priest and like this whole like broken face mask bullshit that like they're doing. I didn't like any of it. What about you? I, uh, <clears throat> you're right. I do. I don't hate Damian priest. I do like him, but he has, since he's gotten to the main roster, at least, He's become more fluff and more of a colorful, colorful superhero character. You know, gimmicky like the WWE does. You know, back in NXT, he was Damien Priest. He was still gimmicky. He was still the same guy, same look, same. I think he went a little harder in the ring, too. I think they hold those guys back on the main show. But um, to your point, he's very fluff and commercial now. Um, and and much like you, I'm a fucking Sheamus guy from day one. Sheamus has put in his, put his time in. He's put his work in. He's a decorated champion. He's been around the block. I don't think, I agree with you. I don't think Damian Priest should have been the one to take the belt off of him. The United States Championship, it's pretty prestigious. I don't know that Damian Priest earned it, but I guess somebody's got to take it off of him, right? I don't know. Right. I don't I guess. <laughs> Moving it, on, it, we've got <laughs> the Usos. <laughs> Defending their titles against the Mysterios, the first ever father-son tag team champions trying to get their belts back. 
Right. Did you see it? <laughs> no. Why are Again, we doing this? You haven't right. seen any of it. <laughs> right. Again, as exciting as this is going to sound, I also did not see it, but I'll piggyback off of what I said prior. Um, we kind of touched base on it when we did the predictions episode, I think, for Money in the Bank. And I am a, I am a very big fan of the father-son Mysterio tag team. I really am. You told me that they did not retain, which makes a whole bunch of sense because what we said before, they're going to push this bloodline super hard. And I think as strong as Reigns looks, the Usos can't look like a bitch. Like they have to equally like be this powerhouse. Like I said, the bloodline. Successful by association, my friend. You got to maintain a powerful front. Correct. So I, am, fact- I couldn't be a bigger fan of Rey Mysterio and Dominic, man. How cool to go out there and wrestle with your kid and become champions, but it was not their night. Right. All right. As, <clears throat> as cool as uh, the whole tag team thing is, I'm not mad. And I think it makes sense for the Usos to keep the titles on to the next, on to the next. We're going to jump up here, Drip. We've got, this is a big one. This might have been the match of the night. Edge. Versus Seth Rollins. Ooh, it was nasty. What did you think? <laughs> no, it's uh, I am a. So we were just talking about this. I am a huge uh, Seth fan. I am a huge Edge fan. Um, Edge would come first to second place. Close, close fight with CM Punk. Um, it would be a hard fight, at, at least on like my top tier like guys list. But um. I seen Edge winning. Um, I'm not surprised. I am happy. I think the fight was good. I think it was probably, in my opinion, the best of the night. Um, the fact that, and I, I guess to some people, like maybe this wasn't like the most exciting thing that happened the whole show, but being, like I said, an Edge fan, I believe I mentioned it before. Like I, I met the guy. He's the nicest fucking guy on the planet. Um, and being as big a fan as I am, whenever, um, Seth went to go do the curb stomp and Edge kind of rolled over and caught his boot. It was so dope. I it was like clean. it was very clean. Yeah. It was so it was clean. Great. I popped so hard for it. But um, yeah, um, again, not surprised. Uh, what did you think of it? Best match of the night or uh for me, I'm uh, that's a tough one. I'm not gonna give it match of the night. I'm gonna wait. You know what? I'm gonna wait. Ouch. It, shit, it might still get it. I'm not sure yet. You caught me off guard with that one, but I will say this. You're right. Edge need we saw Edge winning. Edge needed that win after right. that loss and those losses with Roman. And he needed a big one. But can we just give honorable mentions to Seth freaking Rollins and his fucking entrance gear? This motherfucker looked like a million bucks. Those pants, bro. Did yeah, you see cool. Seth Rollins' pants? I did dude. The whole the whole thing was fantastic. Good they were God, man. <sighs> they were black, uh kind of Lined with gold, right? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Tell me more. <laughs> no, I mean, like I said, I'm a huge Seth guy. I'm a huge Edge guy. I would say a little bigger of an Edge guy. Seth really took my heart when he was with the Shield. But I will say this. You want to talk about the entrance for Seth? Can we talk about the brood entrance for fucking Edge rising up through the fire? <sighs> it was- <laughs> <laughs> this is slap, Seth. It was hard, man. It was Yo, nasty. As, and I'll tell you what, as awesome as that was, like, 
I still found myself like in the middle of it. I was like, oh, fuck. I still wanted to hear, well, there's der. And they still gave it to us. We got them both. We right. got both edge entrances. We win. Everyone wins. Right. The fact that he hit the fire, came through, he was wearing the sunglasses like it's edge entrance 1999 and then he makes it halfway down i thought it was kind of like unique they didn't really have a ramp they had that giant curved like aisle that came down and then he makes it halfway down it, it like shoots to dark and then all you hear is alter bridge yeah so good i i literally so after the show um if anyone knows or whatever uh tiff is not the biggest wrestling fan i I I basically pleaded and begged for her, and she she was a trooper for a long time. She watched the pay per views, but it, she just looked like the most miserable person in the world <laughs> watching the pay per views. So after a while, I was like, I completely get it. You don't have to watch him. You can kind of do your own thing. Um. So after the show, I ran upstairs, and that was the thing that I was popping for the most. I was like, Edge's entrance was so goddamn good. It was so 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 like you said. We got the uh, brood shit with the fire, and then it kind of went halfway through. It went black, and then we got the the uh, altar bridge. It was fucking perfect. Entrance of the night, match of the night's my vote. On to the next. On to the next. You know what? Not on to the next. Real quick, Seth Rollins, one more time. One more time. Yo, yo pants, they <laughs> slapped, dog. It was real nice. This just in, Joseph Bear is trying to get in Seth Rollins' pants. <laughs> No surprise here. Okay, we next up, we, we skipped this one. We should, probably should have hit this one first because there's a bunch of horse shit. <sighs> Nikki A.S.H., uh, Charlotte Flair, and Rhea fucking Ripley. We, we all knew what was coming, and it came, and it went, and it came. Ugh. Charlotte Flair is your 17,000th time <laughs> champion. For fuck's sake, what are we doing? I don't get it, man. I'm not even going to ask. We're not even going to talk. We're moving fucking on again. My next, my, the reason, okay, we go, Bobby Lashley and Goldberg, tell me what you thought about this trip. It was interesting. I'm going to uh, tell you, I'm going to tell you what I thought about it first. Let me know. I did not expect, I, bro, I told Jen, Jen, my lady sits down and watch wrestling with me. She likes to hear me nerd out and stuff. So that's cool. I 100% thought Goldberg was taking the belt. I even told her, I was like, they got fucking, they built Bob Lee Lashley up for fucking two years. He's this monster. And they're going to come in and let Goldberg destroy him. Well, they didn't. And they surprised the shit out of me. And they had a pretty good match. What did you think about it? I thought it was a good match. It was pretty cool. I mean. For Goldberg. Yeah, I was about to say that. I wouldn't call it a good match. I'd say it was pretty, it was pretty decent for Goldberg. For Goldberg, yes. if, If you go back a couple of years to the, uh. Saudi show and I think he was wrestling taker maybe it was the sloppiest most disgusting match I've seen since probably Scott Steiner in fucking WWE it was disgusting. to be fair he had suffered a slight concussion in that match earlier before he started getting real sloppy they maybe should have called the match off uh that that's a topic and conversation for another day you know he he needs to stop headbutting fucking doors. Then I'm, I'm, I mean, man's, man's fifty <laughs> years old. Did you see the raw? Completely off topic. Did Did you see the raw? Um, it was around the time he came back when he was doing his first feud, and he headbutted the door, and he did it too hard. And when he was cutting the promo on Raw, the blood was going down his face. It was just come awful. on, come yeah. on, Goldberg. Like you're in your fifties. Like I, I'm, 
I'm calm concerned. The, calm about the fuck that. down, sir. Like, oh, calm the fuck down. <laughs> I'm concerned about oh. you. But no. Uh, so, I, so my point to that though, I'm super happy that I was wrong because man, the way they put Bobby over so strong, he needed that man because he is a fucking monster and he's a gym. And Bobby Lashley is often given shit, but the man can go and he's a nice fucking guy. He can't go on the mic. Check him out on Stone Cold's <laughs> podcast, on the new Stone Cold podcast, Bobby Lashley. He is a delight. I don't know why he can't talk to thousands of people in front of the, in the ring like that. But when he's talking to me, he's a nice fucking guy. Seemingly a nice guy. I saw the very beginning of that where he talks about how he, he was in the uh, bank robbery thing. Yeah, it's a very interesting interview, and and go watch it on Peacock, motherfucker. Peacock. Um, Yeah, on to, wait. uh, Oh, before we move on, I fucking Uh had, like, my my fucking brain just shut down. Um, Kind of touch base real quick. It was okay. I kind of agree with you. I did not see them making Goldberg look like a bitch. Um, The match was okay for about 10 minutes, five minutes. And then the whole knee thing happened. And um, if you really pay attention to when um, uh, MVP hits him in the back of the knee with the cane and the knee thing starts, the re- the reaction was so it's late. So slow. That's, <laughs> see, Trip, that's why you're fucking up. You got to stop paying so close attention. You can't. You're not going to be able to suspend your disbelief long enough if you pay attention to Because uh, it's so bad. It was so bad. It was really bad. But I mean, again, I don't know if I said it before. I'm not really a Lashley guy. Uh, before we move on, um, I've kind of said this before about Reigns uh, before Cena came back because a lot of people came close to beating Reigns, um, like KO, and there was like just a, a, like a lot of really good matches. And I'm not going to touch base on the match itself yet. But just like Lashley, who's going to take that belt from Lashley? Who else is there to take that title? That's a great question, Trip, and I'm not prepared to answer it because my fear is that, and you're going to hate me for this, oh, because boy. it's one of those things you speak, you speak into existence, and man, they're calling carrying cross up to the main roster. Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I said oh, it. God. I said it. And 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 if we know anything about WWE, they're gonna they're gonna give us something we don't want. Nobody asked for him. He's probably Gross. a nice guy. I don't know. I fucking hate him. I don't care. I, I just should have said on to the next. On to the I'm next. Keep him. going. I hate Fuck him. that guy. <clears throat> All right, Trip. This is where it gets real interesting here. We were supposed to get Bianca Belair for the SmackDown Women's Championship. That didn't happen. We were told that Sasha Banks was not in attendance and that Carmella would be taking her place. And, and then Carmella walked her fine ass down to the Jesus ring. Jesus Christ. <laughs> she, she just came strutting her shit down. And, and, and then something strange happened, Trip. You want to you tell the people what happened? Um, yeah, another kind of long time coming. Uh, I... I'm kind of 50-50 on it. I was 100% into it, but my 50-50 kind of lies with I I didn't know if Becky was coming back because if you remember when she first was out because of the baby, she made the speech and she cried how she was pregnant and everyone was happy for her 
and blah, blah, blah. And she said, um, I think over social media that she actually wasn't sure if she would come back because she wanted to be a parent. And I was on board with it. I was kind of like, that makes sense. Speaking as a parent, though, like we knew that shit was going to end pretty quick. Like, right. Yeah. Fuck them kids, man. (laughs) 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 Like she was probably sitting at home for a while. And like the baby just started crying and I'm over it. I'm I'm done. Yeah. Fuck. Fuck that. She, she was like, I, I love my first and only kid. I'm the best mom in the world. And then like, it fucking went to six months later. She's like, I'm, I'm going back. Mom's got to have a match at SummerSlam. Like it, 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 it just, but no, I, all jokes aside, I, I think it's cool. She came back. I mean, um, as she calls herself, as people call it, she is the man. She is, in my opinion, the best thing for women's wrestling right now. Um, they needed Becky to come back because if Charlotte gets this title, if she loses it tomorrow and she gets it again, or she loses it in, in, in like a month and gets it again, at least Becky is there to hold the SmackDown title and make me feel somewhat hopefulness uh, uh, about the brand as far as women's wrestling goes. I agree with you. I think Becky Lynch is, I mean, obviously she's the man. Everybody knows this, but my my problem lies with the execution. You and I haven't had a chance to talk about it, but right. Why, why not just have a banger of a match with Bel Air instead of just squashing her in five seconds? You yeah. built Bianca for two years on the main roster, built her and built her and got her. She got over. She got herself over. She's an amazing performer, a great champion. And then you squashed her in two seconds. I'm who not a Bel Air fan. Who are you helping? You're not right. a fan of nobody, but who the fuck are you helping with a squash? I'm not a Bel Air fan, but I also uh, agree with you. And I what don't do you agree. hate about her? Why do you hate her? I I don't think that. So like, I don't hate her, but like, so the company makes me hate people, right? Like, it took me a long, long time to be on board with the Miz. Do I love the Miz? Not really, um, not even really close, but I think that he could be so much more than what he is right now. Same thing for Morrison. Do I love Morrison? No. This whole Johnny drip drip thing. Yeah, it's hilarious. It's great. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's, it's the best thing on Raw. I'll say that. <laughs> right. But do I think he could be a great mid Carter? Of course I do. I think he could be a phenomenal U.S. to... He could have taken the belt off of Sheamus and I wouldn't have batted in a fucking eye. Right. That's what I'm saying. So as far as Belair goes and not that it's her fault, I would say the company makes me dislike her as far as I don't think she was a good defending champion. I think she had the belt. She rode with it for a little while and she lost it. Brutal. That's harsh. That's harsh. I think. And it's not her fault. Obviously, the booking just kind of sucked. She's okay. I don't hate her character. I don't hate her persona. I think that she was even a Olympian at one point or something. But like she she's great. She's athletic. I think she brings good vibes and like good things to the women's division. But I'm Becky Lynch. And if you want to smack her in the face and do a quick little finisher, 
Do I agree with it? No, but Becky's champ, and that's all that matters. So, can we talk about why it was the rock bottom and nobody's talking about how not devastating that move is? I just can't get behind it. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the same thing I've seen this whole five knuckle that, shuffle, dude. Oh, just gross. Oh, just gross. Welcome back, Becky Lynch. I mean, <laughs> we're all fucking thrilled you're home. I just hope when Bianca gets a little bit of payback, you guys give me a banger match that I know, like. My biggest thing is, Trip, like, we were advertised, Sasha Banks and, and Belair. Right. <clears throat> and if you recall, when she took the belt from Sasha at WrestleMania, it was maybe the best match on the card. Maybe you don't agree. That's fine. But <laughs> it, it, it was one of the best matches. And so I was good. really looking forward to that re- rematch, and it was just stolen. I agree. And you know what um, else is, is stolen? What's that? that is that is not a segue. Roman fucking <laughs> Reigns versus John Cena. What a wild ride. Jesus. Tell me about it, Chip. And I say this though, I I don't like it when they make these asinine stipulations because the last time that a stipulation, at least in my memory, went according to plan and actually worked itself out was let me say this, and this is just off the top of my head. This isn't like planning anything. This isn't, I don't have anything written down. Um, clearly, we don't. We never have. <laughs> clearly, we don't write things down. We're professionals. Yeah, we're good at this. <laughs> we're good at this. Um, but when Michaels fought Taker at Mania for his career and it panned out, we, we kind of seen it coming. Like, did we want to see it coming? No. Michaels was in his fucking prime. He was so good, even at that age. Like, he was so, so good, man. And so when he lost to Taker, we were we were shocked. We were like, what the fuck is going on? This is crazy. And the whole nine happens. Michaels was crying. Everyone was saying thank you. It was a fucking, like, mind fuck of the century. Um. Fast it was forward. I'll say that. Yeah, I agree with you. It was emotional. It, it was, was crazy because we didn't see it coming. Yeah. And then f- fast forward to Nexus. Remember when Cena lost the the uh, the deal or the match or something happened where he basically was like Barrett's bitch for a while. And then they had the match to where he's like, well, if I beat you, I'm free. I'm done. And they had to fuck off or like they had to do. It was some type of stipulation where Nexus goes one way. Cena goes the other other way and Cena's like Barrett eat a dick um we also didn't know what would happen would, would Cena be with Nexus for the next fucking six months was he gonna be free like we didn't see it so when it happened everyone was like oh man that's crazy like cool good match the fact they made the stipulation this is kind of the overall point of if Reigns lost he left the company who the fuck is gonna get rid of Roman Reigns I mean yeah and why and who would be advertising that like every you just knew everyone knew no one no no one thought Cena was going to take the belt correct I thought that it was a strong possibility because he 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 came out so confident and everyone knows how I feel about Cena he came out so confident in my opinion he looked good next to that big ass bald spot on back his head yo what the fuck was that what what was happening Uh, yeah I uh, know you saw it. Big ass ball spot, bro. But he came awful. out. He came out pretty confident. He Can said, "We talk about that shirt he was fucking wearing for a second. It's bro, tight. It's tight. You know what else it is? It's not tight. Is that it will cost you one thousand dollars to get that shirt. 
Will it? Limited edition. They're only selling it in a package, limited edition package, and it comes with a bunch of other Cena shit handpicked, but it's a $1,000 price tag. That's disgusting. You just the shirt crap. slaps so fucking hard, but it I'm does. not paying $1,000 for it. You got me fucked up. Correct. I have 30 bucks that says that you're going to mail it to my house. <laughs> I got 30 bucks that says, hey, uh, I, this is my uh, credit card information and my address. Just don't Kiss fuck me. Kiss yeah, don't fuck me. Just mail it to my house. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it was very unpredictable until they made the stipulation. And I was like, fuck, Cena's not taking it. God, why would y'all do that? That's stupid. So dumb. So though, so we, oh, so stupid. Everybody knows. So then what happened? Well, then it all makes sense. Hindsight being what it is. They bring Cena back to take a, just a good old ass whooping from old Roman to let everybody know John Cena is nothing no more. Acknowledge me, Roman Reigns. But then uh, he, handedly, he handedly beat that ass of John Cena. Okay. A plus plus. But then, but then, um, dum, 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 dum. <laughs> the beast returns, Brock motherfucking Lesnar in full Viking form, Super Saiyan Viking. Brock Lesnar looks like a fucking freight train with a ponytail. Good oh, God, man. I will say this. This is the very first time in my life that I have been excited to see Lesnar because Same. I think. And I could be wrong, but I think Lesnar, since being back, I mean, what he debuted back with, with the company. Uh, 05. I think, what, 05, right? Jesus. No, when he, he so he, he came back, it was like 2012 when, when he came back, when he like first showed back up after the like six year absence or some shit. It was like like 12 or, or maybe even 13. I don't know. But anyway, even then, I was like, Lesnar's back? That's tight. But he only came back because he got his ass whooped in UFC. So, I mean, cool, whatever. Again, I don't love Lesnar. I guess you're right. I guess I do fucking hate everyone. You do but- <laughs> hate everyone. Why, why do you even watch the show? What the fuck are you doing? I love Seth Rollins, and I love it. <laughs> I love Reigns. Acknowledge Reigns. But <laughs> but um, this was the first time that I've ever been excited. And, and what I was saying, though, I think this is going to be the first time since he's come back in general. I think, don't quote me on this, Lesnar might actually be a face. I the, think he the, might. There's no doubt about <laughs> it. Is he 100% a face for the first time in history? What? Yeah, I was... Th- <laughs> What? It's funny you were saying that. I was thinking it the whole time. This is the first time we're getting a fucking Lesnar returning as a face because everybody hates Roman Reigns right now. Oh my right. god, it's exciting. Oh, I love Roman so much. I I really like what he has going for him, but I get I get really excited about good characters. I loved and I don't know who else loved but like I said, I loved everything Wyatt has ever done. I thought the the Louisiana Swamp Man Wyatt that he first came out with in NXT was great. I think the um, what is it the um the Wyatt family that was great. The Firefly Funhouse having the Doctor Jekyll Mister Hyde fucking fiend was great. But man, the fact that 
I, I forgot the point that I was trying to make. <laughs> but the fact that like Lesnar's back and he's a face and he, I don't know, man, I'm, I'm kind of mind blown by it. Like I am taken back. I was, I was shocked trip. I thought my weekend had already been so full of just, just these sweet little morsels of wrestling, just bliss. It's just, I thought I was done. I thought, I thought there couldn't possibly be anything else. And then Brock Lesnar comes back looking like a million fucking dollars. But like you said, a fucking Viking, he's got a beard. He's got the little man bun ponytail thing. I'm into it. Yeah. Yeah. He looks like, I I just can't wait. I can't wait to those fucking guys lock up again. And people are going to be cheering for Brock. It's going to be great. It's weird. It's, it's, it's fucking 2021. Brock is a face and people's cheering for him because Roman Reigns is heel. What the fuck is happening? I don't know if you noticed this either because I saw a picture, I believe it was on Twitter, where it's hilarious. I gotta send it to you. So it showed like 2018-ish Ambrose when he was doing like the solo run. He was wearing the jeans and the black um, muscle shirt. And then it showed a Mario like mushroom that like makes you bigger. And then it showed a picture of Brock. <laughs> because Brock was wearing the same thing. He had on the black muscle shirt with the jeans. He was wearing like Ambrose's gear. I didn't even realize it till like seeing that picture. I, until you just said that right this second, I didn't realize. Okay. Right. It was a, it was a very weird tank top he had on. I'll say that. But he, he fucking, it worked. It worked. I mean, it's okay, Brock. It worked for you. Before we even like segue to anything else, I'm going to ask you this question very early on. Very, very, like we have no fucking clue what's going to happen. It's fresh for the world. Is Lesnar taking that belt from Reigns? Gross that you would ask me that right now. I have no words. I have no words. I don't know. Yes. Me neither. Yes, he is. Because the question, because the question we always ask, right, is, well, who the fuck is going to take it from him? Well, who the fuck can take it from him? Well, Brock fucking Lesnar can take it from him. So I think eventually we'll get that. Uh, they'll probably give it to us. I still I still think long-term they're thinking the rock and reigns at WrestleMania. So I think, you know, I don't think you want to involve the rock in the title picture. So who better to drop the belt to than Brock Lesnar? And then Roman is now freed up to have that, that iconic match with, with his cousin. That would be cool. So, and the rock is just kind of going to show up to put his foot down and say, Hey, stop being a dick. Or maybe like, Hey motherfucker, I think I'm the head of the table. Right. Yeah. That makes <laughs> sense. <laughs> <laughs> oh, trip. This is going to very, I, What's up? Yeah, it's a, it's a wrestle heavy episode. We'll, we'll we'll name it something silly to make motherfuckers like if you don't if you don't like wrestling, maybe you shouldn't listen to this one. But my bad. <laughs> yeah, um, is that is that going to be all true? What else do you got going on this week? Uh, I know you got uh, today off. Tomorrow, well, today is over, but tomorrow off, right? I do have tomorrow off. I keep on thinking about starting up either the Avengers game, which I know a lot of people shot on, or. I uh we we was in GameStop kind of recently and I got a brand new copy, obviously PS5 copy of Immortals Phoenix Rising that I've been really, really thinking about like checking out, but it also kind of got shit on. So I think it got like a seven through IGN and then the Avengers game, a bunch of people just hated it. I never really played it. I I, I played the one like mission during 
the demo where you're on like the fucked up bridge and you fight um what's his name and then that was kind of it for me but uh i don't know i'm I'm thinking about starting something new who knows what's gonna happen uh something that i want to say it ah, you know what fuck it scratch it i'll uh say it before we get off air but what what's going on with you well, you know, Trip, same old, same old, except uh, your boy started college courses last week. So that's been a uh, quite an adjustment, trying to fit in time for reading and, and assignments and lab work and things like that. But it's been working. Yeah, it's, it's really cool, man. I'm I'm still able to kind of do, you know, the job with the kids, get them to and from school and cook and all that stuff. And I'm still able to study in between those times. So it's only week one, but, you know, it was a success, successful week. <laughs> Um, and, uh, you know, getting my mind working it again for the first time in years in terms of like learning new material, it gets your brain going and it feels good. Right. And, you know, so that's cool. Uh, so just a bunch more of that, man, got some, got a busy week coming up with the kids in school and, you know, doing the that, thing. I'll probably, you know, play some more games, probably fly some, make some flights, chart some pretty. yachts and shit. <laughs> I mean, it's not yachts, it's planes, but whatever. Right. That's pretty neat, man. I, um, I've always been uh, kind of the short version of this because this is like a really long story. But my uh, parents moved. Well, my mom, she moved away a couple of years ago. She got remarried. She moved to uh, South Carolina because she married a guy in uh, the military. And then they moved from South Carolina to Maryland. And I know it's kind of weird to say because I live so far away now, but I've always been like a like a big like family guy like i i and not my whole family like my i think i said it <laughs> yeah <laughs> da, da, da. <laughs> um, but uh i was thinking about that as i said it i was gonna say family man but <laughs> <laughs> so glad you didn't <laughs> right uh i said in like a previous episode how like i fucking hate my uncle so much and it's like the god's like honest truth but my immediate family, uh, my grandparents, my mom, my brother, my sister, um, like I that's one of the biggest reasons next to my like kids that I miss home so much. And even when my mom, she moved away, she's back since she moved back years ago. But when she moved away and now that I'm away and, and, and she's home, we kind of um, swap spots. Uh, we it, like, dude, it's crazy. We've always been able to sit on the phone together for like hours. Like I was on my way home. So I, I figure, uh, well, on my way home from work. So I figure I call my mom and just kind of check on her. And we ended up talking on my way home. And I got home and I was walking kind of up and down the sidewalk outside. And it was hot. So I came inside. And when we got off the phone, we, we talked for like just over two hours. Like, and just about everything, man. My uh, grandma's in a home. I told you about that. My grandpa passed last year. Um, we talked about the highs, the lows, and it's insane, man. Like, that is the hardest, hardest thing about being so far away and, like, so far from home is it, like we kind of said before in, in previous episodes, and you and you and I have talked on, like, a personal note um that that's what the podcast is built off of it's like the sacrifices that we have to make and and trying to keep up with our hobbies and keep up with being parents and at the same time 
is home fantastic? Not by any means, but there's little tidbit things about being back in the area and like being around certain family and like just the sacrifices we have to make and like what led us here to this podcast, like obviously far from home. It just everything kind of went full circle and like talking to my mom again, just like I told you before when I was FaceTiming them and they were all at like my little brother's house. It like hit home all over again. So that's what I did. I um I thought it was really cool. Um, I'm happy that me and my mom can still get on the phone and sh- and shoot the shit like we're not mom and son, but almost like we're best friends. Like we we get on the phone and we laugh and we cry and and we get happy and we get depressed and we talk shit and there's just so many I like I I hate to compare it because it sounds weird but I talk to my mom almost the same as I I talk to you and it's cool like it's it's heartfelt it's it it's comforting and again to make it short uh that's one of the biggest things about being far from home anybody who moves away um has some type of peace that they're going to miss. And like, that's my piece. So. Some roll the fucking credits, hit the fucking music. J trip. God bless you, man. This is love you, mom. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? Enjoy, enjoy your loved ones while you still can. Everybody, they're a blessing. Everybody stay safe out there. Thank you so much for listening. If you have, we'll see you next week. I'm Later, Joe man. bear. This is J trip. Yes, me. That's him. And this has been far from home. <laughs> Yes, Maybe we'll work that out one day. I don't know. We'll see. I, I, I don't care. <laughs> We're professionals. <laughs>